Groove Café. Okay, I'm excited as always because it's Groove Cafe time. And joining me today, I have someone who is doing so many different things. Uh, Diana Ninsima Chibuka. She's a lawyer and mentor and the Uganda team leader at Project Girls for Girls. Welcome to the show, Diana. Uh, thank you very much, Christo. It's a pleasure to be here. It's nice to have you. Thank you for joining me. It's always good to <laughs> to to be part of what you're doing. So oh, thank you so much. So Diana, in a nutshell, what is it you're passionate about? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm passionate about helping people mm-hmm. be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about inspiring people to achieve so much more than they currently think is their potential. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about opening up new spaces, new worlds, opening up people's eyes, changing mm-hmm. their mindset to what is to the possibilities okay. which are immense okay I hope you do the same for yourself <laughs> I have to because uh, I, I constantly I mean if I'm telling you there's a mountain top and you can get there mm-hmm. I have to get to the mountain top see what it's like and actually you know with confidence mm-hmm. uh, tell people you know there's a there's a better way and uh, and 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 why and, and why? why? Okay, yeah. so you are a lawyer by profession. Yes. Okay, is that what you wanted to do growing up? No, I always knew I wanted to work with people. Okay. And uh, when I got to my Essex and my results came out, I think my dad, who's always been passionate about the law mm-hmm. and didn't do it himself, oh, um, <laughs> persuaded me. Actually, told me, oh, you're, so you're going to be a lawyer. Okay. And uh, he has uh, he. He's passed away, but he had four children who became lawyers. So I think he. You're a family of lawyers. <laughs> he did well then. He did well. Uh-huh. He achieved okay. his dream through okay. us, through yes. you. Okay. But I always knew I wanted to work with people mm-hmm. and, uh, in in a way, encourage people to be a better, better version of themselves. When, when did that first become clear to you? How old were you when you realized that? Okay. So I remember having a conversation with my father early on that and telling him, Dad, what I want to be when I grow up is a teacher mm-hmm. and it's so vivid because looking back at my childhood I always felt that people who were able to first of all explain the unknown I felt teachers were able to expose you to things you didn't know mm-hmm. so they had that knowledge mm-hmm. you learned from them mm-hmm. the other thing about teachers is they always told you you know you can do better they mm-hmm. pushed you even when you didn't feel like you could get that physics formula and, and uh, mm-hmm. theory in your head they always pushed you a bit Mm -hmm. to go further Mm -hmm. and uh, I've always loved children Mm -hmm. Uh, growing up I've always been a child advocate you know telling people you know let the child play let the child explore oh when the child breaks something let them you know learn through experience Mm -hmm. and experimenting Mm -hmm. so it started pretty early on okay yeah oh wow I mean that's that's pretty intense. <laughs> that's pretty pretty intense. But can I just say tribute to teachers right there? Thank yes. you so much for saying that. Mm-hmm. And to all the teachers, we appreciate you. We love you because we know it's not easy. We have our own children. And um, you were saying that one of your your children you're homeschooling. Uh, yes. How I'm homeschooling is, when did my you start that? Old. 
uh, COVID, COVID happened, mm-hmm. uh, lockdown happened, mm-hmm. and uh, the school that he is in, mm-hmm. uh, we were fortunate. We didn't even go a month, I think. We immediately went to homeschooling when the lockdown happened. Okay. So mm-hmm. at that time, it was very new to me. <laughs> I had never thought it possible. Mm-hmm. Actually, I said I've removed the word impossible from my vocabulary mm-hmm. because the, among the things I had put under impossible was homeschooling. So as it was, I became the primary homeschooling facilitator in my house. <laughs> okay. I was at that time homeschooling two kids, 10 and five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't easy, but it was, there were moments of joy. There were, there were moments of joy where you, where you accomplished a goal mm-hmm. and uh, me being me, I always bought cake and we, you know, grew fat in that season. <laughs> Achieving many goals, but also, you know, <laughs> celebrating ourselves, celebrating mm-hmm. our successes. Yeah. I feel definitely it brought us uh, closer. Mm. I, do, I taught my five-year-old, uh, we, he learned how to read in that season. Oh, so, wow. And now he is so proud of his reading ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there were many highs, but there were also many challenging moments mm-hmm. where... I felt, you know, as I, I'm not equipped. I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. But one thing it definitely taught me is to f- focus on the highs, focus on the strengths, mm-hmm. celebrate the small wins, no matter how small, mm-hmm. and also be intentional. Let's wake up with a clear plan and uh, and stay stay the course, stay the course. We're now finishing, I think it's been a full year, mm-hmm. a full year of homeschooling, and uh, he'll definitely be going back to physical school. <laughs> You don't want to continue. No, no, no. He doesn't want to continue. He's like, thank you, mom. Thank you. I'm but I done. want my friends. I want to go back to school. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, thank you for those life lessons. Too. I think yeah. you said, you know, celebrate the small wins. Yeah. Be intentional. Wake up with a plan. I mean, that's something that we all need to do. We mm. all need to do. Well, congrats on that. Homeschooling <laughs> is not easy. I know. And I have so much respect for teachers, <laughs> especially when you're talking about a five-year-old where the attention span is so short and you have to keep changing. Changing things to be interesting. Hey, all I can say mm-hmm. is uh, for the five-year-old, when it got to beginning of this year, mm-hmm. I looked for a school. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't taking any more chances. <laughs> His imagination is so vivid and so, mm-hmm. you know, so in the middle of a reading lesson, he can t- ask you, you know, but mom, what is it about the birds? And then you have to go outside and you explore and you mm-hmm. look for birds. So I was like... Mm. Okay, I see you, and I think yes. you, you'll be I better think somewhere let's else. Move into a more structured learning space. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I think, in terms of like teachers being amazing, yes. I was talking to an arts teacher the other day, and she was telling me that you know, in her art class, yes. it's all about the children's imagination. Yes. So if a child looks at a tree and they see something completely different maybe one they want to draw a tree growing ribbons of all colors pink and blue then that's what the child has seen you know if we're yeah. going out to draw this tree and then if you want to draw bananas on that tree it's the child's imagination so that is I, I a very think, tricky area yes yeah. but, but i think it's very critical that we encourage imagination in mm-hmm. our children and that we actually give them the space to express themselves mm-hmm. and you know as you said paint that that tree with ribbons because i think as adults many times we lose it mm-hmm. and then we become blindsided or blocked you know like a horse with blinders mm-hmm. we can only see what is before us yeah. we stop seeing what can be 
mm-hmm. and uh, what we can make possible. That's so true. Mm. We have to keep the child in us <laughs> yes. alive. Yes. So you are a lawyer. Yes. When you when did you start practicing? Uh, huh. Do you remember your first your first? Uh, yes, job? I remember. I actually started out at the Commission of Inquiry for the Global Fund. Uh huh. Okay. And I remember I was very intentional. I said I'm not going to go into mainstream practice mm-hmm. because mainstream practice is so challenging. Not not even challenging, but it's not straight. People who practice all the time, you meet with corrupt government officials <laughs> or corrupt, you know, mm-hmm. people asking you to do the wrong thing, even if you know better. And wow. uh, I mm-hmm. remember at that time, I learned an important lesson. Mm-hmm. It's not so much where you are, but who you are, you are with, who you're with. And uh, I got to meet some amazing mentors when I started at the Commission of Inquiry mm-hmm. for Global Fund. That was uh, Philip Kargawa and Angela Kanyima mm-hmm. and um, Tiriawire. And those two taught me that it's your integrity that counts in whatever space you're in. Absolutely. Your integrity will keep you and will sustain you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I went to work in a law firm. I worked in uh, Max Advocates, mm-hmm. which is still one of the leading law firms today. Mm-hmm. And I remember... I there was one lady uh, at that time and yeah. I joined her as a, as a lawyer okay and uh, she really mentored me she held my hand she taught me a lot mm-hmm. and uh, so many lessons that I have continued on in life came from that space because I worked I think for seven years and in those seven years I had to learn what it means to take personal responsibility I had to learn what mm-hmm. it means to walk into a room and people look at you and they're waiting for the lawyer to come in. No, oh my. <laughs> and, and here you are, young girl showing up. Mm-hmm. I learned what it means to, to be also be accountable to others in the sense that we have a common goal, we have a common purpose. If we're working on a transaction, if we're working on a deal, what is, my, what is expected of me and how am I going to deliver to yes. make sure that the team doesn't fail yes to and be a team player yeah to mm-hmm. be a team player to to make sure i hold my own mm-hmm. in, a, in a team but also support others to deliver support others to perform mm-hmm. and together excel okay yeah so you you had some amazing mentors yes, did I that did. also make you i mean is that what encouraged you to become a mentor as well uh yes yes and uh, no interestingly yes okay yes, this is because, an interesting yes. answer uh-huh. yes because um i i saw that different that they took time in creating and cultivating values mm-hmm. and talking me through certain things. You know, sometimes when you're an employer, it's very easy to say, do, jump. Yeah. But why? There was always that space where they would sit down and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're looking to accomplish, but this is why. And I'll never forget that. For wow. any in that whatever space I'm in, I make sure everybody is on board. Even if it's the cleaner, mm-hmm. You, everybody must understand why we are going on this mission, why we are trying to accomplish this goal. But my family is very, very supportive. So I think the core of my mentoring started there mm-hmm. because I am one of ten Ooh. and I'm uh, not among the first. So my older sisters have consistently mentored me. My older brother looked after me mm-hmm. and uh, I've always felt that hand, you know, like a child mm-hmm. who's holding on to a parent's hand or an adult's hand. So as I walked through my uh, childhood, as I walked through my um, studies, as I went into practice, I always had the comfort of an and a, a wiser person's hand mm-hmm. holding mine. You had mine. that support. Yes, and uh, directing. And even, you know, coming in to say, no, 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 you can do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
correct you holding me accountable mm-hmm. and, and pushing you as well me. yes and saying no no this is unacceptable but I at think, the same time celebrating me okay what yes. you were saying about accountability is so important and what mm-hmm. you said about you know being responsible yes. as well yes. uh, i think that's sometimes some people try to jump over to skip and the blame game starts on their people who live their lives like that Um, but integrity is everything. Yes. yes. So you said you do so many different things. So I know you're a mentor. I know you're a lawyer. What else do you do? Okay. So I also run a business called Business Network International. Okay. It is part of a global uh, brand. And what we do is we help business owners to grow their businesses through referrals from each other. Mm-hmm. It's been in Uganda since 2015. We have over 150 members and together in the five years people have received business from each other, oh, not from me. Okay. So that you know 40 billion Uganda shillings. Oh my. And we've seen businesses strengthened, relationships built and definitely during the lockdown I can, you know, confirm that a lot of the businesses were supporting each other mm-hmm. emotionally but also in kind, you know, like how can I make sure that your business thrives what idea can i give you how can i help you reach your customer and for me that was you know an a, a light bulb moment because i saw that not only do businesses need that referral to the next mm-hmm. client mm-hmm. businesses also need social psycho support you know social <laughs> support psycho support because yes. at the end of the day there are people running these businesses mm. and if the w- w- mental and physical well-being of these business owners is not up to what it should be the businesses suffer mm-hmm. so there was that um, support in terms of continuing to give business but also being there for each other to create ideas to find better ways to reach clients to pivot the businesses mm-hmm. that uh, that were stuck that were all of a sudden you know you have a restaurant now it's shut how can you pivot that mm-hmm. to continue to add value and give value to your customers although your doors are not open Oh, that's so amazing. That's so that's Business that Network International? Yes, Business Network International. Okay. And then Project Girls for Girls. Yes. Girls <laughs> for Girls. Yes, so for Project Girls for Girls, um, one of the founders, mm-hmm. it's an organization that was started in Harvard University mm-hmm. in 2016. Okay. One of the founders, Alena Simwe, is my sister. Mm-hmm. And when she came to Uganda with the idea, I must confess I wasn't too keen. I said, oh, well, good for you. Okay. But when I attended one of the first sessions which talk one of the sessions which talks about negotiation and uh, it's i know negotiation is something we do every day mm-hmm. a lot of us will go to the market buy nyanya and tula <laughs> but when mm-hmm. we, when i tell you go and negotiate for your salary go oh, and yes. negotiate for your space at the table you find many p- women many even men saying you know i don't feel confident Enough. so when i but many women many women they ask mainly for way less than in, their their worth than their worth mm-hmm. yes and they accept the status quo they're like i'm just glad you know i'm happy to be here mm-hmm. so when i attended that session i realized the need to make sure that as many women as i could reach you know got to know about the core principles of uh, leadership mm-hmm. and again leading self mm-hmm. about courage about taking the courage and, and and running with your dream you know in in small bits small steps incremental steps mm-hmm. um i we talk about communication how can we help women and girls communicate better mm-hmm. even if it's with your children with a spouse with your boss at work you know in us whatever space you're in in a society 
society, professional society or otherwise, I think we can all improve our communication. Okay. And then we also talk about leading in, in leading out, you know, getting out there in public service. It's not enough that you are great at what you do. But you, the world does not know, one, that you exist, but two, the fact that you're in a community and there's a need mm. and you can be one of the people providing a solution and you don't. So wow. that's a pain point for Girls for Girls. And we're really saying women, girls can lead and they are leading. Many times they are leading without a title. Yes. But how can <laughs> they step out? How can they ask for it at the table? How can they create you know, space at the table for themselves if needed mm-hmm. because their voices, but even more importantly, their dreams, the vision that they have for the society that they want to be a part of is so important because mm-hmm. only they can bring it to birth, only they can actualize it. So Girls for Girls is really about getting women and girls mm-hmm. to take action in their you know, in, ter- in their lives, in mm-hmm. their homes, in their communities, but also to lead with courage in the public spaces. Okay. So it's get out of your comfort zone, get out of your bedroom if you're in corporate space, get out of your small cubicle. <laughs> uh-huh. Sort of um, be hard, be seen and create change. Create the change you want to see. I love that this is across the board because yes. you're saying in your community, in your home, yes. in your workplace, whatever space that you're in to be able to make a difference. Um, how, how do you maybe choose should I say choose or scout for the women that you want to mentor how many are you do you have in the program right now okay mm-hmm. so since 2017 mm-hmm. we have had over 1200 ladies go through the program as mentees mentees mm-hmm. and we've had over 300 ladies train as mentors and mentor in the program okay but how do we look for them so we cover quite a wide reach we started with the intention of looking at girls 15 to 19 that's high school uh, s1 to s6 mm-hmm. and then university and then uh, a lady who had worked in the corporate space for the longest time said ladies no even the ladies who are above 23 25 need this they need because they're stuck mm-hmm. at their jobs they're frustrated there's they are they are looking for a way in which they can lead with courage mm-hmm. but society norms words you know have been said that are keeping them repressed so we stretched it we stretched it to uh, 35 years and then when we got to 35 years someone said no 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 but you guys are you know (laughs) you're missing me i am also i i have this need so actually now we go all the way to 60 but we put these women in different groups so definitely the 15 to 19 will be in one group and then 19 to 25 university students will be in one group and then and then onward and onward Mm -hmm. but how do we identify them so for the 15 to 19 we go into schools we've been fortunate we've mentored in Mountain Mary's Namagunga Mary Patrick schools then we've also have partnerships with NGOs Mm -hmm. some of those NGOs have been concerned for the girl child and then we have gone into the corporate space and we say we have something to offer Mm -hmm. to help you one actually bridge that gap where you're saying women are there they are visible but we don't feel the impact we don't feel the productivity we've come in to provide that solution but we've also said that if you want to see women at the table we can also provide that solution and we have amazing success stories where women have gone in and negotiated for a position which they previously thought was not they possible yes, yes where women have supported each other to find uh, space one one exa- one interesting story we sh- we share is uh, we have a mentee who mm-hmm. came in she she joined and she was supporting the program and uh, she had stayed in the same job for 10 years 
Okay. She had stayed in this position for 10 years, although she was very highly qualified. She had first class degree, first class masters. And during in the course of the program, one of her colleagues said, you know, there's this opportunity. And as she looked at the opportunity, she did not have, you know, like 80% of what was required. Mm-hmm. But she had been mentored in Jifoji and told, be courageous and, you know, <laughs> take this space. If, if you feel you can do it, take it. So yes. she went and, re- and did her CV and she talks about sitting outside the interview room and listening to the people next to her and they were saying, oh, do you have this? Do you have that? And she was like, no, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she said, but when she went in, she went in boldly. She told her story. Mm-hmm. She was able to actually win and and take over the role. Yeah. And today she, she, she just says, you know, if I hadn't had that courage, if I hadn't been mentored into believing that I was so much more, mm-hmm. I would probably still be seated there in that same now, job. 13 years in the same job. Yes. And, uh, and, and saying to yourself, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I have a job, but yet you can be so much more. That must be so rewarding. Yes, so rewarding <laughs> seeing so many people come in and yes. just come into their own and believe in themselves yes. and, and speak up and ask for more. Yes. Oh, as women, we need to do that. Yes. We need to do that. So how can someone uh, get in touch? Because you've mentioned you go into schools yeah. and everything. If someone is interested in being part of the program, yeah. what would they do? So you can find us online. Mm-hmm. We're Project Girls for Girls. If you send uh, www.projectgirlsforgirls, mm-hmm. if you send us an email, we will be able to reach out and respond. We're also on LinkedIn. That's mm-hmm. Project Girls for Girls Uganda, okay. and uh, you will be able to get a response if you message. We for the for for mentors, we're looking at anyone who's 25 and above because we mentor different age groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most important qualification is just really a willingness to tell your story. Okay, because everyone you know crystal you go around collecting stories for us to learn from and <laughs> yeah. and, and you know the power of of everyone's story yes and i have found that um every man every lady has that space where she's had to triumph over self and mm. persevere but also you know where she's been able to succeed at some things and she and even even our stories of failure of loss yes. sometimes can inspire other people even in a more profound way so mm-hmm. what we are intentional about is getting every woman to own her story and to share her story even if you're at home if you're listening to this wherever you are mm-hmm. get your nieces around a table get your daughters around a table get your friends kids around a table <laughs> and just share your story i'm sure. i'm raising sons i must <laughs> I must share this. I'm raising sons, but I'm I'm also very intentional about sharing my life with them and, yes. and showing them where I failed, showing them where I've won, mm-hmm. and um, and and you know, hopefully they'll pick something from it. It takes a lot of strength and strength and vulnerability to do that. But you're right. I mean, even without children, we need to yes, share our we stories. Share we, stories. Do, we do. Thank yes. you so much for you're joining welcome. me. Oh my God, I feel like there's so much more I need to cover. I think we'll have to talk again. But thank you for coming on the Drew Cafe. Thank you, Crystal. Absolute pleasure. All right. <laughs> Groove Cafe. RX Radio. Happy vibes. Sweet connections. The Groove.